0: It's your local goth girls, Kea and Georgia. And welcome to a brand new episode. <laughs> and we're back. Good... M- I was Guten- going to say good morrow.
1: Guten tag.
0: Good morrow, my <laughs> fair maidens. <laughs> <laughs> welcome um, back to the medieval podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is 1732. <laughs>
1: welcome back to the second spooky podcast. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Are you or <Morticia> Adams? <laughs> Jesus <Jeez laughs> Christ. So we have got another two Kraken cases. Cracking And um, Before we get into it though I just want to make a public service announcement after um our two podcasts back. I just want to confirm we never said Spanish people yeah. or people of colour. Didn't say that, one sentence. We Never. said that Spanish was a culture and people can still culturally appropriate S- against S- Spanish, Spanish people.
0: people. Spanish aren't white. We didn't say, hello, here's Lauren the pock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no one said that, bro. <laughs> um, but for anyone who may have been confused about that, we just wanted to confirm that's not what we were getting at. We weren't getting at the whole like race of sub- topic as much. It was just about appropriation yeah. and our own upbringings, which are all from different ethnic backgrounds. And yeah. <laughs> Gather around the fire, children. <laughs> so yeah, the cases we're gonna do today are um Georgia, what are you doing today?
0: I'm doing the case of Asher Degree. Ooh. Um,
1: and I'm gonna be doing the case of Susan Maxwell or also known as um the Robert Black murders oh i think is that's what his name is plot twist doesn't really matter because he's disgusting but. if you didn't tune into the last podcast yeah okay um for the whole month of october we are doing uh spooky cases slash unsolved solved disappearances murders etc every so week every single week on sunday and then you'll be getting an extra one on halloween Whee! if you've tuned into this podcast and like not listened to us for a while, and all of a sudden we're doing like, fucking true crime. <laughs> uh, that's why. you're Like, speak- where's the feminism it's- gone? <laughs> Without further ado, let's get straight into it. So, um, like we said in the previous one, that we haven't really told each other much. No, it's like uh, surprise.
0: This. To get genuine, <laughs> <laughs> genuine emotions. So- a side note: I was reading um in Waterstones, they have the biography of Anne. West. It? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, oh, it said Anne
0: You Fred and Rose West's yeah. daughter and she does a whole biography about it. She's like one of the only remaining well, they only killed one of their daughters. What? Yeah, they killed one of their daughters. Is it good? The biography, yeah. It had it's like eleven chapters and it talks about like family life. Her dad and her mum separately murders. Uh, literally all of it the abusive childhood it's great it's so interesting everybody go read that
1: my initial focus for this case was going to be on susan maxwell um but like i've just said it leads into a bit more than just susan maxwell so the main thing i've got written down is um it is this case is one of the most exhaustive murder cases of the 20th century Exhausting. Uh, it resulted in a. I think it was a worldwide manhunt or a nationwide manhunt for Robert Black. But we'll, anyway, we'll get into it. So Susan Maxwell was eleven years old. She lived in Cornhill on Tweed on in- on on England <laughs> um, on the England side of the Anglo-Scottish border. She had one sister and a brother. Life was chill, chiller man, chill bro, um, on. July 30th, 1982, Susan, um, or I'll refer to her as Susie, um, was walking home from playing tennis uh, in Coldstream. She was just walking across the bridge when she was last seen. She was last seen alone by Karen Young, who was 15 at the time. Um, she was out of her grandparents and she saw Susie crossing the bridge and she sort of exclaimed and remarked to her grandparents, it was really unusual for her to be walking alone. She was like eleven years old, yeah, and she like I think this was a time when like children would be supervised, yeah. Um, I don't know if it's just because like where they were or whatever. So after she was reported missing, her family had later stated that this was the first ever time she was allowed out alone. Whoa. So it was like not a regular thing for them to just leave her go wherever she wanted. Um, basically, she was last seen alive um at four fifteen slash four thirty p.m. crossing over the River Tweed. She literally vanished into thin air. That was the last sighting she had of her, and it was, actually became apparent that her mother and her siblings had actually driven to the tennis club to pick her up. Um, and we're gonna like meet her halfway. And she just when they got to the club, like the tennis teacher was like she'd already left, well, but they the hadn't. Book. It was like a straight route, so they would have seen her like, like coming if they were back driving. Yeah, they would have seen her coming back. Whoa. But she was just gone by the time that they'd like got there and been looking for her. So um her mum immediately called the police when obviously she was informed that her daughter Susie had already left. Mm. Um so the day after July thirty first, um a search was mounted, including the use of search dogs and a peak of 300 officers searching the property, the surrounding area, and over 80 square miles of terrain. Um, during this time, several people had reported having seen a white van in the local area near the A697. Hmm. So this was, I think it was quite a small, like, area where they were living, so obviously, like, you would notice if there was, like, someone unusual just yeah. stood Yeah, wandering around.
0: about. Like, you always see, like, person like... Like Leeds face and be like, just beware, yeah. Children in Seacroft have just seen a man do this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So,
1: um, going to August 12th, which is obviously a substantial amount of time, say, like, maybe a, a week. Yeah. Um, the body of a girl was found by a lorry driver in a LA lay by near Staffordshire. It was confirmed to be Susie's body. The body was covered in undergrowth, which is like when. Like, it's hard to explain. Like when a tree, like or when like, you know, like a, a foresty area starts yeah. to like become a forest. Basically.
0: Oh so like so it's like growing over
1: her. Yeah, basically like um a growth of like roots, mud and sticks and stuff like that wow. over her. Um she was partly clothed. Due to the decomposition of her body, it was hard to decipher exactly then when she had died. Um, her body, like, uh, also like trigger warning. Like, yeah. <laughs> if anyone doesn't want to, like, it's pretty gruesome. Yeah, it's really gruesome. So anyway, um, but yeah, her body was bound and gagged, and her undergarments have been removed to so her pants, um, and they were just placed under her head, which suggested instantly sexual assault. Yeah. Um. Why were they placed on her head? Yeah, I know. Like a pillow. Basically, like, the thing that she wasn't killed there, she was put there afterwards. Um, But the coroner ruled that she died shortly after her abduction, after, like, they analysed her body and stuff. So her body was found 264 miles away from home, which is, like, really horrible. fuck? So this led the police to the conclusion that the person who did this had to be easily mobile, um, and there were other disappearances going on around the same time and the eventual discovery of bodies of young girls emerging not only Susie's. So um, the police soon realised that this was the work of a serial killer. Now, that was all that I was going to do on the case because the main reason why I chose this case and as well, while I was doing my research, it has not been covered, I don't think, by like any obviously cuz we've talked about a lot of like the youtube community doing like mystery videos yeah. but it hasn't been covered by any like youtubers as far as i'm aware which it's is really weird because yeah. it's such a big i feel like it's such a big case the, the suspects were a lorry driver or a, like a delivery man of some sort cuz someone cuz the way that the bodies were like the girls they're all girls yeah like so the way that the girls were all going missing and abducted or whatever it was very sporadic, I think. Mm. Um, or like I don't know, like obviously they realize a pattern, but just the distances were like you you couldn't have like got there. Like Yeah. So anyway, um yeah, they thought it was the um like a lorry driver delivery romance. So obviously I've just like I've previously said, a lorry driver actually discovered her body in the lay by and he instantly became the prime suspect. Because yeah. After they realised that they'd have to be well travelled to like have her body to have got out there.
0: And like most of the time like with serial killers killers and stuff, someone will actually like phone the police and like say like oh I've just found yeah. this person and it's like them. them. Yeah. That's fucking weird, bro. So
1: um, the British, one of the, I think he's like the, I'd, I'd say like the biggest British director at the moment, Shane Meadows. His dad was a long distance dra- um lorry driver and he was the one who discovered the body of Susan. Um, That's and crazy. Then he became the prime suspect for a long time. Um, And the reason that I wanted to see this case is because... This actually had like such a huge effect, a huge effect on Shane growing up that it actually Whoa. like caused him to be bullied and shunned by other children at school, and it eventually got him into a tougher crowd. Um, the making
0: of this is yeah, England it got him
1: into the tougher crowd. Basically, inspired some ideas that later became inspirations for his films. That's great. Like I have um, like said before, the police hadn't connected them to be of a serial killer. Because they were so sporadic, but obviously the way that they were killed was very similar. And it was after the um, kidnapping of Sarah Harper, which I'll get into, oh. is when they actually found out that it was a, a serial killer.
0: That must have been so scary, being like, shit, this is not just one
1: yeah. crime. So I think his first victim... um, Now... There's like a few victims, um, and I haven't included them all just because I wanted to keep this not very long. Yeah. <laughs> it's already pretty long. Um and we're not even like there yet. So like I've it's done, fine, mine's shot. Yeah, I've done <laughs> yeah. like smaller ones, smaller profiles on the other victims, apart from this other victim that I wanted to focus on. Um and then the aftermath of him coming down and stuff. But that I just want to say like disclaimer, like that doesn't make their lives any less worthy yeah um and like obviously like what happened was really horrible and like um it's really good that like the families like this got solved because for a lot of people their families die without like knowing how like their child or whatever you need like closure Um, to like bury them in peace or like
0: to like because some like, families, even if they don't come up with a body or something, yeah. they can still have like a rest in place and it can still be like, we can say actually goodbye to this person now.
1: Yeah, so that's why I just, the only reason I didn't want to like make, go into huge detail about the other ones apart from uh, this particular victim. Is just because of like time constraints, really? Not because I don't think that anyone else's is important, because obviously it was all important into yeah. getting him, getting the killer eventually. But anyway, um, these are just some of his previous murders that were going on before and after Susan. So nine-year-old Jennifer Cardi disappeared on the twelfth of August and was last seen um at one forty p.m. Her bike was later discovered and eventually her body was found six days later, sixteen miles away from home. Whoa. Obviously that wasn't as far as a distance as Susan. Um but I think that was before Susan anyway. They discovered her body. Um it was obviously like partially clothed. all his victims were basically partially clothed or not clothed at all. Mm. Um and young girls. Um and when they found her body, her, she still had a watch on and it actually stopped at five forty p.m., which helped them, like, sort of find out like her timeline. Yeah. And his next victim was Susan, who we just talked about. Um and then. This is this. I think this was the one for me that was quite sad. Well, all of them are sad, obviously, but his youngest victim was five years old. Ugh. Caroline Hogg failed to return home on the eighth of July, nineteen eighty-three. Multiple sightings of her and a balding man um, were found, um, and then there was witness eyewitness accounts of her walking off with him, but she be- she appeared to be frightened, and um, hmm. she was just in the park. Um, just playing and he just like came up to her and obviously she left with him frightened she was found 310 miles away from home on the 18th so 10 days later um and then like i said all those victims were found partly clothed or not at all she also drowned um also died by strangulation slash drowning which was the same i think for the other two um or if not similar then we'll go on to Sarah Harper, who, like like I said, I initially was just researching into Susan Maxwell, and then I found Susan, uh, Sarah Harper, which is like um, one of the last, um, or like the breakthrough um case for the police to investigate and find the killer. Mm. So on the 26th of March 1986, Sarah left the house at 7.50pm to get a loaf of bread from the shop, which is only 100 yards away, in Marley, Leeds.
0: Whoa. Which is like... Marley, bro. Yeah. I have my auntie, well, like, unofficial auntie. Yeah. She lives in Marley. That's, That's mad. crazy. But yeah, if
1: again, like, if you're not aware, we are based in Leeds. We are from Leeds. So when I saw this, I was like, fuck, I can't not say. Yeah, close I can't close not go into to more
0: home. detail about this. Uh-huh. Um, like, when that... There was a leg found in Meanwood Woods. Yeah. A leg. Just a leg with a trainer attached to it. That was so weird. That where's the rest of that? <laughs> it? Just a single leg. That creeps. Oh
1: bro. <laughs> oh like Oh that. mate, you left your leg <laughs> here <laughs> Basically she left at seven fifty. She never returned. But it was confirmed she bought a loaf of bread and two packets of crisp from the shopkeeper at precisely at precisely, 7.55pm so she was literally only five minutes and then a man had entered the shop while Sarah was in there and briefly left after she did um, he, I think he matched the same description that eyewitnesses have said in the previous cases, obviously this was like before they were all linked mm. um, but it was basically a balding man with glasses um, she was last seen by two girls walking into an alley towards her home when she had not returned by 8.20, her mother and sister searched the streets before the Poli- West Yorkshire Police, shout out, um, <laughs> got involved and carried out an extensive search. Even searched the local reservoir. Um, and then the, a body was found by a man on the 19th of April, which was um, obviously confirmed to be Sarah's body. Seventy-one miles away from home, she was partially dressed, had been bound and gagged, and was floating in the River Trent, like just floating. Jeez. And that's how he found her. She had um, drowned, according to coroners, and an eyewitness had come forward after it was on like the news and stuff. Said she'd spotted he had spotted a man in a white van near oh, the nearby area. Stay away
0: from men in white vans. In there, unless they're doing DIY. But you know, what can you do? Someone, if a white van drives past you and like slows down, yeah, you run, just run, bro. <laughs> literally.
1: Um. The police initially doubted the link between Harper Maxwell and Hogg, but couldn't discount the probability, the possibility, obviously. Mm. And then, upon discovering Harper's body, which was in the exact same condition as the other ones, were, so this is, this is like they were partially clothed, s- signs of sexual assault um bound and gagged <laughs> Caroline, Hogg and Susan Maxwell. Um obviously there was a similarity mm. but it wasn't until he discovered Sarah Harper's body or the police discovered Sarah's Harper's Sarah Harper's body mm. that they were like, Shit, I think there's a serial killer uh doing something here.
0: I could just like imagine like making that like decision being like that realisation of being yeah. like, oh, like this is not just yeah, like two different crimes. It's mad. Um, then obviously
1: he changed his mind. Then a national manhunt was carried, and with the help of the Holmes database, which I'll get into in a sec, um, they eventually got the killer. During this time, on the twenty third of April, nineteen eighty eight, in Radford, Nottingham, an attempted abduction of Theresa Fawnhill gave the police a hand in catching this guy. Whoa. They didn't have like I don't think they had any idea who it was they just had several descriptions but obviously that doesn't really narrow it down um, Age 15 Teresa was only 4 foot 11 <laughs> me <laughs> um, which may have led the killer to think she was younger than she was. Ew in a... That's so gross. So they got basically they got like <laughs> the impression that this guy must be like a paedophile Yeah. because it was all like young girls um, and then she was basically at a gathering in a park with her boyfriend and some friends she left to walk home um, afterwards with her boyfriend they parted ways at the end of the road and then she noticed a blue transit van slowing up to pull near her run oh, bro cringe. Good um, run. the driver got out and asked if she could fix engines what? what the fuck? Fix um, your own van. No. she said no and began walking at a brisker pace. Before he, before he got hold of her and attempted to drag her into the van. Oh my god! She resisted by kicking him and eventually freed herself by squeezing his testicles. Yes, bitch. and biting his forearm. She began to scream and wedged this. At this point, she was like nearly in the van. Yeah. So she wedged her feet at each side of the door frame of the van. Then Andrew, her boyfriend, had heard the this. Um, noise and ran to the scene. (laughs) Fucking yes, (laughs) Andrew. Here you go, bro. Teresa managed to get away and Black, well, I'm just giving it away, (laughs) Uh, Black drove off. Um, They gave a similar description to the to the police other witnesses had in the previous abductions
0: in the previous murders that is mad that she got away yeah i it? don't i'm always like if someone tries to come at me i'll like do everything i can to like yeah. get away but like i'm always scared of being like what if it like isn't it, yeah that's what you
1: better believe i'm like fucking kicking and screaming bro <laughs> I've, oh, I've got my rape alarm so <laughs> oh I'll yeah be- she actually does have a ton of hearing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um everyone should have one of those. Um, I'll go into uh Robert Black a little bit more now. So okay. yeah, we've established this guy's called Robert Black. He was born in Stirlingshire. Stirlingshire on the twenty first of April nineteen forty seven.
0: yeah, can I just say like all the Americans who do like YouTube videos on like crimes that are in England yeah. never does a sh. There was like Shire. Shire. Yorkshire. Where is that? And everyone's Shire. like It's like there was one and there was a thing about Essex and everyone was going, um, I think it was Kodako and Noelle Miller and they were going, Essex? Essex? And they were like, it's just Essex, bro. What's Essex? Get
1: it right. (laughs) Um, He was the illegitimate child of Jesse Hunter Black and an unknown father. His mother had originally planned to have him adopted before she emigrated to Australia to escape the stigma of his birth because obviously...
0: At the time, it
1: was like mm, you're not married.
0: Oh, I get it. Um, I thought it was just like don't want to be near him. No. <laughs> I thought she was just fleeing away from a
1: child. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, yeah, she placed him under adopt- adoption, but he was not adopted. Six months old, he was placed with an experienced middle-aged foster couple. Um, and he like adopted their surname. Mm-hmm. Um, but like i'm not trying to make excuses yeah more or less like serial killers always have a background of like a a bad abusive childhood Um,
0: the only one who doesn't is jeffrey Dahmer. like his parents divorced and had an i and had arguments like multiple arguments frequently but he was never like abused as a child so like 50% 50% of people in the population go through parents divorce yeah. and stuff but they don't tend to say serial killers and What's stuff. So weird. It's crazy. Um but black showed
1: antisocial tendencies and became known as an aggressive child. He also like had bad hygiene, and refused to like mm. wash. Um and his foster mum would like try to be like come on, clean. What and then the he got the he got the nicknames like something like stinky Stinky boy, black or something like that. Didn't Why do you not that, want to wash, bro? So weird. But I feel like that's like quite a tendency of yeah. someone who isn't right. He was placed into um, a children's home, where he started regularly exposing exposing himself to girls, and on one occasion, he forcibly removed the underwear of a girl. Ew. Then he was sent to another high, di- well, to a di- high disciplined care home that was all male. Um, and this is where Black was sexually abused by all male staff members for three years. During yes. this time, he studied at a grammar school developing an interest in football and swimming. <laughs> How nice! Yeah, That's all I really wrote down about it, but basically stuff like that just shaped him
0: to be this person. That's and why there's not- that massive debate of whether it's they're born with it or whether they're socialised right. into it. Yeah,
1: socialised into it, but... I'm not obviously trying to like say like excuse or anything. Yeah. It's fucking horrible what he did. It's just
0: what happened to but him. He's
1: dead now. He actually died in 2016. Oh, so, uh, I would yeah.
0: say RIP, but like I don't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> Fake. <laughs> um,
1: just ah. Uh. So we'll get on to like his arrest and stuff. So, Black was arrested in Stowe on the 14th of July 1990. So that is like, where did we start off? Um, It was. Well, so it's just around 10, eight to ten years mm. after these, um, murders. And as well as well as these mergers that I've got written down, there's also ones that he's been accused of, but I don't think he admitted to it. But obviously, like we don't can't say for certain. Obviously, with him being dead as well. So, um, anyway, did uh,
0: didn't did he confess to the other ones? I, th- I think so. Like um, I think. Just-
1: I think, I think I've wrote it down somewhere here. Basically, with the help of the Holmes database, which is like a big database of, I think it's people's DNA. Yeah. Um, I think that's obviously because he was sexually assaulting them. I think they s- found out through that. Oh, yeah. But I think with the other cases, it's like they didn't have enough evidence. It Maybe there was just some similarities. Yeah. I didn't really read into it as much because I wanted to focus on like two of the main victims. Victims. Um. Just so, because this has already been like proper long. But, um, yeah, so it was the 14th of July 1990. David Herx was 53, a retired postmaster. He was mowing his front garden when he saw a blue transit van <coughs> slow to a standstill across the road. The driver exited the van um, to clean his windscreen as a six year old daughter of Herx's neighbour passed his field of view. As Herx stooped to clear, some cuttings from his lawnmower he saw the little girl's feet lifting from the
0: pavement <gasps> oh my god
1: um then he straightened himself to observe the vehicle's driver hastily pushing something through the passenger door before clambering across the driver's seat closing the passenger's door and starting the engine so basically he was picking up some picking up some odd leaves that had gotten to the lawnmower picking them up you know when you just look up and you see like the ground yeah and you can see I think he could see like he had. A, I think he must have had a fence or something, but he could see it underneath, and he would obviously seen the little girl. Go yeah. Fence. Then he literally saw her feet go up, and was like, "What the fuck?" That is so scary. He literally saw black pick put up her into the van. Oh so I mean, like, oh my god, God bless this man, right? Because he just seemed like he remained so calm about it, and yeah. he knew exactly what to do. Um. So he'd or instantly realised he'd witnessed an abduction. He noted the registration number of the van as it sped away. Herx then ran to the girl's home, told the girl's pet family, and then the girl's mother called the police. Within minutes, six police vehicles had arrived in the village. Herx had described the, uh, the van to officers. He observed um, it driving in their direction and exclaimed, that's him, that's the same van. Whoa. So they offered, the officer jumped into the van's path, forcing it to halt, and then the police removed him from the seat and handcuffed him. Whoa. Um, one of the officers, who was the father of the abducted girl, well, was a rear. police officer. Yeah, open the rear.
0: You got yourself in that one, didn't, didn't you? it? No. Look, you
1: know, put in the door. <laughs> um, opened the rear of the van, in inside, calling his daughter's name. Seeing movement in a sleeping bag, he into- oh my untied God. his daughter, the drawstring, and discovered his daughter inside. Her wrists, her. Her wrists had been bound behind her back, her legs tied together, her mouth bound and gag- uh, gagged with sticking plaster, and a hood had been tied over her head, which oh is the exact god. same as all the other girls, which is fucking
0: mad. Holy shit. And, oh my god, like, how Can you imagine, like, seeing your daughter like it? that and being like, I just saved you your from... Life, life. Holy shit, bro. Like,
1: what could have happened, but... Honestly, it was mad. It wasn't for David Herc. Shout, David is In it, en route to Selkirk Police Station, Blackhead said, quote, quotation, It was a rush of blood to the head. I have always liked little girls since I was a lad. I tied her up because I, because I wanted to keep her until I dropped a parcel o- off. I was going to let her go." Black claimed yeah, that he right, had bro. interfered with. He had interfered with his victim only a little. But, however, a doctor found that the victim had been subjected to a serious sexual assault. Ew. So he's basically saying, oh, "I'm just gonna like put back, like I was just doing it because I've always just liked like girls since I was little and stuff Ew. like that." And he was like, "Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even do anything to her. He'd fucking sexually assaulted her in that time." Ew. So Ew. that's mad, isn't it? Um, i hate people the girl was able to pinpoint the lay by on the a7 where black sexually assaulted her black's intention had been to quickly make a scheduled delivery um on the gala shales um before further abusing and certainly killing his victim so that was his intention not what he said
0: he uh, was like oh, i was gonna let her go it? he bound and gagged her <laughs> i think
1: he was sentenced to like a life imprisonment and then should be he basically died in 2016 i think he died of a heart attack but i didn't really research into that because i don't care so that was the case of um all them girls and suit and um, robert
0: black what Ooh e- i um, can't deal with that but
1: yeah that was just really intense and i think it was very it was very hard it took me a bit of time to like research into like
0: the case because i just had to keep coming away from it because it's just like too much well, like that's the thing though like we love like researching about these cases and stuff because yeah. it's interesting but at the same time like we are human and it makes us feel disgusting Disgusting. like it makes like sometimes when i'm reading cases i feel queasy yeah and i have to like chill out for a bit so mine is a case <laughs> of Asher degree and she was from Shelby, North Carolina and she was born August the 5th, 1990. Um, her parents were called Harold and Akila Degree and they married on Valentine's Day in 1988, so which is really cute. And then Asher was born two years later in 1990. They also have a son called O'Brien.
1: There so, you go.
0: Yeah. Um, They raised both their children on, in this house on a street called Oakcrest Drive in so it was like a residential subdivision so it was like like a suburb yeah so it was like a nice area but it was in like a rural area of North Carolina in Shelby um so both Harold and Akilah, the parents they both worked regular jobs nearby and when their children went to school they would just let them come home by themselves cuz it was like really close to their house and yeah. they were only like 8 and 9 so they let them walk home by themselves and then when the parents get home they'd either be doing like homework or like just chilling by yeah. the time they were home, returned home um, and it's like made really relevant that Akila, the mother she was like adamant there was like no internet <laughs> in the house yeah so like they did not have a computer in the house Mm -hmm. they mm, there's quotes saying like they made sure the children were insulated from outside influences and so their life literally was family church and school but like (laughs) yeah but they were really really nice parents there's no Ever reports of abuse or anything? Yeah, they just wanted to raise their children that way. Yeah, they didn't understand. Yeah, no stuff from like not like they didn't have any contact with the outside world. Yeah, they just (laughs) didn't let them. Her mum's Akila quoted saying, "Every time you turned on the TV, there was some news report of some paedophile who had lured someone's child away via the internet. I don't want my daughter subjugated to that." Yeah, which is like fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, and. Akilah said that Asha didn't mind this. Like, yeah. it was a, her son, O'Brien, was a bit more like, Ugh. why? My friends are. Yeah. Like, they're doing it. But Asha was like, fine. And um, she was cautious, shy, and content mostly to stay within the limits her parents set. And years later, Akilah recalled that she was scared to death of dogs. Like, mm. so scared of dogs. So she never thought she would go out alone. Yeah. if that makes sense, because yeah. there's, like, dogs everywhere. Why would she just go out like that?
1: That reminds me of that um, Black Mirror episode where she has a I think it's called Angel or something Yeah, she has a she can take the filter
0: off and on Dark Angel. Yeah, Dark it? Angel. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah, and she leaves the house and she turns her filter off. Yeah, and there's, like, that dog barking and she just
0: walks straight <laughs> past it. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so on the day before, um, this is like the day before. So I was in fourth grade at um, Falston Elementary School, um, but she was going into. It was President's Day, so it was like holiday weekend. So they were like having a three-day holiday weekend. Yeah. Um, and like most of the schools were closed on Friday, uh-huh. so she wasn't like at school but the parents still went to work and the children spent their day at their aunt's house in same neighborhood like really close to them and then they went to they had both had bath, basketball practice mm-hmm. so asha went to that but um she was she was to star as the point guard was like really important basketball but they lost and asha had been fouled out so like she'd been like casted from the game yeah and apparently when she got home her parents were called that she was really upset about this and crying like when she lost um but then they seemed to be gotten over it and then they watched the brothers basketball game afterwards yeah. so they were like she's fine so she was with them yeah yeah this is the day before oh okay yeah so then this is the day it this is the day they say the disappearance happened. Because yeah. it happened in the middle of the night. Right. But they'll say, like, it's Sunday, February the 13th. Yeah. But, like, they declare that she goes missing on Sunday, um, Monday the 14th, because it's, like, in the early hours. Yeah. So it's, like, a bit weird timeline as such. Yeah. So on February the 13th, so it was Sunday, so they went to church. And then they came home just like a normal Sunday. And then Harold, the dad, he went to work his second shift. So he'd already been working like in the morning. Then they went to church. And then he went to his second shift, at um, a job. It was a... Really? <laughs> it was like a... Um, a type of factory. It just says PBG Industries plant. Like it's like some kind of factory plant. I don't know. Um, so he went in the afternoon. And then... Around 8 p.m. that night, um, Akila put both the children to bed in the room that they both shared. So both children were in the same room. And then an hour later, so like at 9 p.m., the neighborhood experienced a power outage. Like, massive power cut. And basically, there was a car accident and it went into one of the telephone wire poles. Oh, shit. And it, like, cut out all the neighbourhood. Like, the power came back on shortly after Harold, the dad, returned from work, which is about 12.30am, like, in the middle of the night. Then he checked on his children, both saw they were asleep in the bags, and then he checked again shortly before he went to bed at about 2.30, and he saw them both in the bed sleeping, like, kissed their heads. Was fine. Yeah. And then this was, like, the brother o'brien he's telling police about this like after the disappearance and after it was about 2:30 he ha- he heard his dad come in to like check on them both and then like f- he said it was like 5 minutes later he heard ash's bed squeak but he just thought it was like her like turning over or something yeah. so he just went like back to sleep didn't uh, like do anything yeah so this is what they later found out that she actually happened. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, when she, her bed squeaked, Asha got out of bed. She took her book pack from school mm. that she'd packed with several sets of clothes and personal items. So she had her hairbrush, a little like trinket purse thing. Yeah. Um, And I think there was like a juice box in there or something. <laughs> she just packed her just like packed her school bag yeah. but it was like she's leaving and she left the house so this was between 3 45 a.m and 4 15 a.m fuck yeah so she just left the house that's so weird <laughs> yeah and it was a like there was a massive storm going on as well like it was raining hailstone and wind it's like, why would she leave the I house? Feel
1: like I've heard the... Yeah, <laughs> it's very similar to another case that I've heard of. But
0: carry on. Ooh. So. Um. So, between this time, three forty-five a.m. and four fifteen a.m., she'd left the house, and a truck driver and a motorist saw her walking along this highway, Highway eighteen, wearing a long-sleeved white t-shirt, white pants, and she was just like walking at the side of the road. That's so. So it was like three a.m. And she's it's like storming. She's nine. Yeah, and she's not wearing like any coats or anything. What the fuck? She's just like out there. So they reported this to the police after seeing a TV report about the disappearance. Like later on, um, the motorist who saw her said that he turned his car around because yeah. he thought it was quote such a strange, like strange, such a small Situation. child would be out by herself at that hour. So he turned around, like on the motorway. Yeah and like did this three times so he could get a better view of her. And then he like pulled over to ask her something and she ran in the woods and disappeared. Yeah, so she like, so the motor whales, like in America they have like mass woods like just next to the motorway and they're so dense and thick and she ran into those at like 3 a.m. on a stormy night, which like, gives me like the creep doesn't it why would you do that it? it scares me so much
1: would you have just not would you just like wait and see what he said yeah and
0: it no she just ran off and he didn't have time to say anything to her um so it's a bit then, rude then, isn't it? yeah <laughs> and the police are all <laughs> the police are all like they're pretty sure that it was her that they were all talking about because they gave clear descriptions to what she was wearing yeah and the parents like that said that um, and then, so, Akila woke at 5.45am to get the children ready for school. Um, she got them up so early because they couldn't shower the night before because of the power cut, so she wanted to give them a bath. It was also Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. so this is the wedding anniversary of um. the parents. They got married on wed- So, it's Valentine's Day wedding anniversary. So they, she was like excited to get up as well. Yeah, like they were both up early because they were like happy and stuff. Yeah. So she drew a bath for them. So like ran the bath. I drew a bath. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it. You drew a bath. to Draw a bath. Yeah. Um. So they did that. She did that, and then she opened the children's room to wake them before their six thirty a.m. alarm to call them to the bath. Oh, was in his bed, but Asher was obviously not, and yeah. she said she was unable to find it in the house she looked in the family cars she looked everywhere she then told Harold because he was like just downstairs or something yeah. that she could not find her and he suggested Asher might have gone over to their mother's house across the street or their aunt's house so they called sister-in-law and her mum and she was not there Yeah. and she's quoting that's when I went into panic mode I heard a car next door I put on my shoes and ran outside oh. so like she like goes to see him so then, this is she's called the police. So the police get there about twenty to seven, um, and police dogs are there as well. But they couldn't pick up um, Asha's scent, which because is the storm. Yeah, yeah. The, at first it's like, why could they not pick up a scent in her own house? Yeah. But like, it's just multiple people in there and yeah. it's tricky to like identify someone's certain spell, smell if there's like a family living there yeah or something. um so then they went through the neighborhood and her mom was like calling out her name uh-huh. like through the neighborhood so like everybody in the neighborhood was like woken up by her yeah. at like 7 a.m so like the neighbors friends and family they all canceled their plans for that day That's and so nice. like assisted in the search um and then like their church members and like the clergymen they all came to Asher's house yeah. to like console the family and be oh like we'll find her blah, blah blah and then so then the day ended like it's like the end of the day fuck oh yeah and two days left yeah. oh. I know, which is what I said. Um, so they had, Keela said she looked around the house and there was no like winter clothing that's taken because she's like, if she's gone on her own and it's like February, be warm. yeah, and it's like raining, So but there was no like winter coats or anything, no hats, gloves, nothing had gone. Yeah. And then they saw the local news coverage about two drivers that had seen Asher, including the ones who attempted to approach her, and then she fleed in the woods. So then the police were, like, on that as well, too. They were like, this is the same girl that's yeah. missing and stuff. And then, so, that was February 14th. So, February 15th, the next day, there was... And, like, it was, like, an along the highway, there was, like, businesses and stuff. You know, like, in America, they just have, like... St- it's, like... It's like being on the motorway and there's, like, a shop at the side of you. Yeah. Like, that's just what they have in America. So, there was, like, a nearby business there and there was, like, a shed and they'd found candy wrappers in there. Yeah. So, it's, like, that's where near Ash had been seen running into the woods. Yeah. So, they were, like, I think when they like later on when they found her book bag and stuff you like understand but like they believed that she was in that shed and she'd like eaten the candy in there and like yeah. left the wrappers. so that was like her and then um next to the candy wrappers there was a pencil a marker and a mickey mouse shaped hair bow and they had their mom said they were hers yeah like they had belong to her. And so this is the next day, February 16th. This is two days after. Yeah. yeah. And the chances are like slim of you're ever going to see your child again. Yeah. Like it says like after 72 hours. Gone. Yeah. That's what it is. It's scary, but like those are the statistics. Yeah. Everybody like knows that. So then a healer noticed that the items that she was. Asher was wearing. They were like gone from her bedroom. Yeah. So like they figured she was wearing them clothes, which was the white long sleeve T-shirt and the white pants. Yeah. So um, then this was a week later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like still haven't found her. Um, and this had been nine thousand man hours. So like nine thousand hours of the police searching for Oh her. my god for like one girl. Yeah. So and then there was flyers post all over area and stuff. There was three hundred leads Fuck. about how, where she is, where she's gone, who she's with. Yeah. Um and loads and loads of tips came in. So there was loads of people that saying they'd seen her in old abandoned houses
1: that's so weird yeah
0: being like but why would she go in like abandoned houses so it was like she was hopping from like destination to destination she's nine yeah and it's crazy so she's like there so and then the search was called off like just called off what? after a week that's so bad. yeah so this is um Dan Crawford, who was the sheriff, he was like, we're calling the search off now. But he urged the media to keep the story alive. It's like a week and they called the story off.
1: That's disgusting. Yeah,
0: it, the police get me so mad in like cases. Like this. So then um, at that conference where he like did mm. it, he was like this, the initial search off, but he was still doing like a long range search. He yeah. was like... Not, like, actively going out and looking, but they'd, like... It was still, like, an open case. Yeah. It's not, like, a closed case. They just stopped searching but that's for that's,
1: like, it. doing half the clothes. Yeah, then.
0: isn't it? Which is a bit weird. The police believed that she'd been planning this mm-hmm. as such. Because, like, she's... N- from the case... When they have people who've run away, yeah. there's like similarities of like, they've like, this is what they've done. And it's like a, clearly a runaway close. Yeah. But then since it's not a typical runaway. So they were like really like struck of why she'd run. And yeah. the age that most children run away at over 10. Yeah. So it was like at least 12, that's when they like have the point of, our will run away. Yeah. No, not under like the age of 10 because it's like say if they they were being like abused or something the child doesn't think to run away as such because they're like scared of what the parents will think or what the parents will do to them so it's like weird that but she presumed to have run away and not been taken at all
1: so weird
0: yeah so the investigators believe that That she went missing and they think maybe because you know the basketball game the day before she was like really upset yeah she couldn't like face going back to school or something yeah so they think maybe she like ran away from that so like that explained her initial departure but later on she either got off track or was abducted because they can't find a trace of her yeah so she like she might have been injured and fallen somewhere, and they've not found her. But it's weird that she, like, there's no trace of her at all. That's so weird. So the police think she might have been abducted after that. Yeah. Because she's, like, a child oh, alone in the woods. Yeah. Someone's going to take her as such, which is, like, scary, but, like, true. So then that was, like, the case. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, really short. But now we're going to talk about the media coverage and, okay. like, their like initial reactions and everything afterwards. Yeah. So it did go like national, but like it's not international. Mm-hmm. So like people in like across, like in like France or something. It yeah. like didn't reach like Europe also until like ages ago. So it was in like the nineties or such. Mm-hmm. So this was a month after Asher's disappearance. They appeared on the Montel Williams show, like the mum, the dad, and the brother, and yeah. America's Most Wanted, and the Oprah Winfrey show.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, they went in there to, like, continue talking about it. Uh-huh. Then, I said, like, the initials, like, case was closed, but, like, there's more evidence, but, like, it didn't really, like, help the case. uh uh-huh. But basically, in, on August in 2001... So, how many years is that? Three. Uh-huh. Wait, no. No. 13... Sorry, I've got something in my eye. <laughs> I might burn up my maths." 1990
1: to 2001. 11.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is only like the second time. I'm like, how long lost In the last episode? Yeah, and it was like 30 years. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, maybe it's like two years or something. <laughs> yeah, so this is 13 years later, on August the 3rd, Ash's book bag were found at a construction site oh, at that. the same highway. Where she was found. That's so weird. Yeah. So, well, where she went into the woods. Yeah. So it was like a construction site. So do you think that she's been like buried? Don't (laughs) know. No idea. That's just weird. Yeah. That's a coincidence. But it was found. They've not stated whether it was buried in the ground or not. It's just been found. Yeah. So like they don't give any of them like statements or something. And it was wrapped in a plastic bag. That's so weird. Yeah. So, the book bag contained Ash's name and phone number like imprinted on the inside Stitching, the book bag. Yeah, yeah like what the mum would do. And then the FBI took it to headquarters for like further analysis, but no testing had been like declared from it. And that's the last evidence that they found from the case. So, like, but that, that's just it suspicious. It's in
1: him. a plastic bag. Yeah. It's not just thrown
0: somewhere. No. Like, she's dropped it. Yeah, it's like found. It was wrapped in a plastic bag. It's like, why? Why is nobody doing anything about it? And there's like been later leads, but they've been found like dead ends. Like in 2004, there was a tip said that um like some guy at a jail had been like, I know where she is. Like I buried her and stuff. So they began digging at this intersection near in Lawndale, but their bones were just from an animal. So it was like bullshit. Yeah, yeah, which is like irritating. And then. So that happens
1: quite a lot, there, don't they? Yeah,
0: it? No, like it, I think it's because like they want to keep like a name for themselves in prison yeah. or something. So they're like, yeah, and confess to a case that they didn't even do. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> in 2008, the family were like, we need to be doing more to help yeah, her. That's search. Age or something. yeah. So they established like a scholarship in her name for a local student. So they were like we're giving the student a scholarship in name of Asher. yeah which was really good and then they host an annual walk to raise awareness and money to fund their search so they start at their home mm-hmm. and then there's been put a missing person's billboard where she went missing yeah so it's like other missing people Their like flies and stuff are on this board and it's yeah. where she like ran to the woods. So they do a walk from her their house to that billboard near where she was last And they do that like every year. And yeah. it was originally held on Valentine's Day, like the day that they went missing. But they changed it to February 7th. Why? Because Harold and Akilah felt it was not right to make Valentine's Day a sombre day. Yeah. Even though she went missing and on that day. And it's the wedding anniversary. Yeah. So yeah. Even though they went missing on that day, the, it it's... I don't think they'd want other people to have to, you know, like not have Valentine's like Day. Like not enjoy the day. Yeah. yeah, so they changed it to February 7th in 2015 and then changed it to February 6th in 2016. Oh. Not sure why they changed that day, but they just did. And then, you know, when they do um, aged up photos of what oh, she yeah. might look like them photos have been put on flyers and plastered everywhere and original photos of what she used to look like. Yeah. Because the Akila, the mum, she's quoted saying, I fully expect her to still walk through the door, which is, like, mm. really sad. Like, she doesn't think she's dead at all. That's she so expects her to come home, which is, like... I was getting, like, teary reading this, That's I was so like, oh, sad. my God. <laughs> you know, so... Then... So... I should agree. She's African American. Yeah. So, Akila went on. Um, she did an interview with this magazine called Jet in two thousand and thirteen, mm-hmm. and she said that her daughter's disappearance had not gotten much media attention over the years of missing children's cases because she was black. Yeah. So, like, they called off the search after like ten days, mm-hmm. and yet, I don't mean to bring it up, but like they're still going into the madeleine McCann case fuck oh, me yeah so like they called off this search after but like 10 years money still yeah.
1: to fucking Madeline McCann Isn't it
0: so she said missing white children get way more attention it's i don't understand true, yeah it do.
1: it's she not was right.
0: like i don't understand why Racism, bro. (laughs) That's -hmm. why. And she said, I know if you ask them, they will say it's not racial. And she said, I'm not going to argue because I have common sense. (laughs) It's like, true. It is fully racial. Yeah, fully. It's mad how they... Like the case of... Oh, my God. What? Um, We'll do this case at some point. The case of Kanika Johnson. Yes. I'm going to be doing that. That's got hardly any any media coverage. And that is a disgusting case. I've had this and
1: I'm like... I found out. I found it on YouTube. Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. But you don't hear it from like news. No. And like I. I heard... saw it being reported at the time on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like I heard like th- the Asha Degree case, like I heard about this, I think through like Twitter or something. Yeah. Or like a video, but I didn't go into it like that much. Yeah. Like, I just knew that she had like a bag with
0: her and that they found the bag. It's so crazy how something. it's not like as popularized as like. Know, other, yeah
1: like other um, cases even like shannon matthews like, yeah it? and that was fucking faked like
0: that got so much puny although they did argue it didn't get as much because is... they were working class yeah so but like... that's another fucking story <laughs> yeah
1: know. it's just it's fucking disgusting yeah There's... so
0: like she said she's like it's definitely because she's black that my daughter's my case hasn't got enough coverage so she like went on record saying that and then uh, basically in 2015, the FBI said that they would re-examining the case and re-interviewing witnesses. And they also announced that they were going to do a rod for $25,000 for mm-hmm. anyone who had just information leading to the case. Yeah. Because like they had like none for like twenty years. Yeah, that's bad. So they were like, they were given like money for people who just like. But shouldn't they have done that in the fucking first place? Exactly. Not, yeah. She didn't
1: have to say, she said some on like national television, and then they do something about it. Yeah, and
0: then themselves. There's a small community group who was like, they're like classes. The initial like, we still keep Asha's memory alive. Yeah. They're offering a twenty thousand pound reward as well. Yeah. Like additional to the places. And then they announced in two thousand and sixteen mm-hmm. on February, yeah, um, in May, yeah, uh, that there was a possible new lead. So they had disclosed that Asher may had been seen getting into a dark green early nineteen seventies Lincoln Continental, <laughs> which is like just like a car like but it's like that description or possibly a ford car along near route 18 where she was like near that highway 18 the same thing um and it's described as the car was had rust around its like wheels and stuff and then they like didn't do anything else with that so it was like no leads on that and then they said that the child abduction rapid development team which is like a massive like team in America for like child abduction cases that was like going to assist in the investigation and they were gonna do like behavioural analysis and an analytical spot to find out like what happened to her. Um and have they done anything? (laughs) Not really. They meet several times a month to go over the investigation and since September two thousand seventeen local Agents and investigators had conducted three hundred interviews, but like that's it. Yeah. So bad. But like, Taylor really hope- and Harold are still like putting out media coverage yeah. it and stuff. It shouldn't. It shouldn't just be like
1: them doing it
0: though. Like. Yeah.
1: That's just really sad. Like, I really hope that they managed to find who what what happened to her. Like, whoever did, abduct her. or Yeah. If she just because like on her own i think
0: she did like willingly leave the house for yeah. whatever reason why like she might have been like i don't know someone might have told her to meet her or something yeah but she like left the house but then like it's weird that like if like someone goes like runs away yeah there's like there's always like evidence of them i like a security camera being like it she might have like run away and she'd go to like a train or something yeah i
1: hope like doing these podcasts i think like i hope it raises like more awareness to people yeah. who like don't really know about them because like we've said we don't even hear these on like mainstream news outlets we hear it on fucking twitter yeah exactly. Instagram.
0: it's news like yeah. you've got
1: to tell people or people don't know i'm sorry I but like, like when they
0: report on like celebrities who, yeah who've had like i don't know gone to the shop or something yeah. like when they reported for like ages that ariana Grande licked a donut yeah. They reported on that for so long. Like, news at 10 comes on. There used to be a really good reporter and he was just like, straight to the point, fine. Yeah. This new reporter, man, like, <laughs> he's, he's quite young and he's white, blonde. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But like, he, it's like he can't tell the news properly. Was... <laughs> and he just gives his opinion on everything. Oh, my and God. The news is meant to remain unbiased. Yeah. And he's like, here, yeah, And he's like, they'll be like this is what happened like recently july 24th he'd be yeah. like now interesting case and it's like what the fuck? Yeah, well it. just report on the news bro yeah, no, we're not here for you <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah you know, if you've been watching the news like it'll it's showing like recent cases from like the brett Kavanaugh thing so like just keep up to date with everything because like it's a big moment in history of this like going down and can I just say it's disgusting how like President Trump was like on a pending rape trial when he got like admitted to being president. Like, what the his, fuck? His ra- like he was on a pending rape trial. It was like pending. What the fuck? I feel like it's not being really investigated Openly talks about like sexual assault in women. Grabbing and stuff. women by the pussy. Yeah. So like that's the president. He just appointed Brett Kavanaugh as. Is it senator or something? What the fuck? Who's been charged with that? It's like it's just they're gonna. I feel like I'm going off on a tangent, but I feel like I need to address yeah. this. Yeah, like the amount of people get it all out. Yeah, oh. being like, um, well, why is she coming forward now? Like after all this time, if I was like sexually assaulted and like this like happened to me, like when I was like, it happened to her when she was fifteen. Yeah. She probably was like, everyone lied about her. So she'll just left it. Like she'll be like, I don't feel the like not the need to report it, but no yeah. one's gonna listen to me if I do anyway. So like what's the point as such? Yeah. So she's like, wait all the time. If you found out your abuser was like getting ready to be like signed into the White House You'd who would like, control in it, yeah. women's laws, this is like the perfect time to come out and say, Hang on a second, actually he did this to me like yeah. 30 years ago it's like some people deal with it and will go to like the police straight away or something others that when you when like when you see experiences of like women coming out like this is everyone's like why don't she come out sooner she's come out now and everybody's saying she's lying yeah that should be your answer to why women don't come forward with because they just get pinned as liars yeah <laughs> if
1: you have like anything else that you want to say to us even um, though it's
0: spooky week we still like accept like different stories of like yeah if you need advice or anything
1: yeah uh, we're just that you want Kate us to talk you. about then make sure you drop us an email yeah um
0: yeah email please yeah email's better yeah need
1: yeah. Ideas for podcasts after Speak October because we want to hear what you want us to make and uh, not just what we want to make.
0: Yeah, because like, if we're just sat here going we, wanna yeah, we want to do this, everyone's going to be that. like well, fuck you then. Yeah, no,
1: bye. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the meantime make sure you're staying in touch on our Instagram and our Twitter and other social medias. Listen have... to
0: our old podcasts Listen... if you're bored for content.
1: Yeah, literally. I mean, they are shit of quality but the content's still there. Yeah, so. true.
0: If um, you like feeling down, go back and listen to Love Yourself. Yeah,
1: I'm feel like it's maybe more time to like do maybe a revisit. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, as well, if you ever wanna come on to the podcast, just uh send D-
0: us an email. Drop us a DM. If you can't get on like if you're not like in Leeds or you're not in England and stuff, you yeah. can like do FaceTime, we can or do Skype. a telephone, yeah. Skype bro. Like anything, we've done numerous telephone interviews, so it's like fine, it's Canberra.
1: But anyway, yeah, it's Canberra. So <laughs> apart from that, we'll see you. In... Well, we won't see you. We'll <laughs> hear well, you.
0: Listen to us next week. Tune in
1: next week for more spooky times. Woo! Okay. Bye. Adios. <laughs> <laughs>